What is up, guys? Welcome back to week six of the Clutch Picks podcast. Not going to sugarcoat it. Once again, another good week. We had some big hitters. It felt weird because I had four parlays in. Two of them missed, and I cashed two out before the Raiders game. So I felt like I lost money, but I actually profited about 60% of my bankroll. So it was a great week on those. A couple of my other big hitters. I had Steelers money line, Bills money line, Vikings money line, Chargers minus two, Colts plus seven and a half. We should have won that game. So that's all I'm going to say about it. I hope we don't have to talk about it much. But other than that, my week was great. Nico, how about you? Well, Corey, I would just like to bring up once again, we won the 2v2 once again. Mm-hmm. And the sad part is, is that we, um, we gave them the points. So yeah. it was at plus three. And me and you both said, you know what, dude? Give them the points. We'll just take the money line. We'll have them hopefully try getting, getting a win. But, I mean, the Bills just manhandled the Chiefs. Me and you pretty much took the same straight plays. I had Steelers money line. I had Chargers minus two. I mean, I had Green Bay. That was my lock of the week, but they had a push. So, yep, yep. I mean, I didn't lose one bet last week. So, I mean, I'm all around super happy. Well, let me jump in here real quick now that you reminded me to do the locks and the 2v2. We have an update, obviously, for the locks record. Nico is now 2-0-1 with a push from Green Bay last week. Jason is now 2-2. I am now 3-0. Poor Jock. Struggling a little. 0-3. We tried to right the ship last week with the ballsy play on the Saints under. Obviously did not work out. He's going to look to right the ship this week. Little update to 2v2. Not going to reiterate it that much. Nico already got there. We moved to 3-0. and I mean, kind of took a commanding lead on the season. Jason, Jock, are you guys ready to concede this year or, or no? Do you plan on winning oh, one of those? The answer is no, Corey. We're not going to concede. <laughs> we're just letting you guys get a head start. Oh, okay. Yeah, How I mean, you? we're, we're kind of – it's early in the year. We're fucking around. Uh, by the end of the year, we'll have a commanding lead. We're letting the audience think you guys know what you're doing. Yeah, you'll be begging for us to stop. Jock, how was your week other than that? Uh, well, I was a victim of the early cash out, which sucks. I was on the last leg. I didn't want to hedge. Howard. Um, I know. It, it, and it ended up hitting, and you know, I pulled the ultimate, the ultimate better's mistake. And I was kicking myself for it because it cost me quite some money. Tried to redeem myself going into the night game on Sunday and that didn't work again and the lock of the week didn't hit again it hasn't been a pleasant week over here it's been a pleasant week the past three weeks <laughs> we're so. gonna fix that we're gonna fix that this this week we're yes. gonna fix it so I really I, I researched my lock <laughs> this week three strikes you're out so I really need to uh you know prove my point here so I, I'm confident in my lock I'm sick of losing so I'm gonna Stick to my lock. It's my play, and whatever you guys got to. All right, Jason, I know you had a pretty good week, too, so fill us in. So, Corey, it was probably my best week since week one, to be honest with you. And I was happy to hear you guys follow me on the Steelers' money line pick because I felt great about that one. Um, I put a lot of money on that, and they came through for me. And other than that, I just played a teaser, and I hit that as well. Another four-leg parlay, and I hit as well. So nice little weekend for me. Great, man. That's awesome. So we're going to jump right into it here. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but looking at this slate, I'm not really happy. I'm kind of a little bit you know, scared, to be honest. Um, there's some games here that I don't know what the fuck I'm going to do. Without further ado, let's just jump right into it. Our first game on the slate, we have Thursday night football, Tampa Bay at Philly, minus six and a half for Tampa Bay, minus seven in FanDuel. Over under is at 52 and a half stagnant across the board. Jock, you're our Thursday night football guy. Go ahead and take it from here. 
Yeah, you guys gave me shit for that Philly pick, Corey and Nico. Jason didn't want to ride the 2v2, but I was confident in Philly. I knew that they were going to pull out a win there. It didn't look good to begin with. They they put on a nice fourth quarter performance. Like I said, they always beat they always beat somebody you don't really think uh, they're going to beat. So that's not going to be the case here. Uh, I know I said last week that I thought Tom Brady might have showed some age, and once again, he proved me wrong. Uh, he is <laughs> timeless. And you said six and a half here. I think six and a half is the number. I think Tampa Bay, you know, Tampa Bay's defense is going to struggle in this one, uh, just because I don't think that secondary is, you know, ready to play. I think Philly is, you know, getting better week by week. We, we shit talk Sirianni all the time, you know, but Jalen Hurts is developing and he's, and, and Hurts is developing and Sirianni is developing with him. So I think, I think they're still getting better week to week. They're not a playoff team yet. Uh, Tampa Bay is a touchdown better than them. I could see this being a high-scoring game just because the defenses of both teams really aren't that good. And there is some offensive firepower in this game. And it's a Thursday night game. Everybody's going to be watching it. Only game on the slate. But I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay the points with Tampa Bay here, the 6.5. I like that. This is one that you touched on. I am going to take the over. It's at 52.5 right now. Uh, I usually stay away from totals. But... Both defenses here are nothing special. So I'm going to take the over. As long as it's at six and a half, I'm going to take Tampa Bay too. I just still have my my doubts on this this Philly team. And I think that Tom Brady is seven points better than the Philly Eagles. So The issue with I have with um, the Buccaneers right now is their secondary is very, very beat up. Richard Sherman is not showing any anything that he did in the past. And you guys are forgetting that Levante David is actually out this week, where he's supposed to be out this week. And they are going to be really light on linebacker. They they don't they only have who do they have left? Devin White. Devin White and I mean uh, probably a nobody. I'm gonna stay away from the spread. I think Philly I think Jalen Hurts is gonna attack that secondary. And I'm just gonna take the over here. I'm kinda scared with this Tampa Bay defense right now. I'm taking Tampa Bay minus six and a half here. A lot of people forget that the Eagles um, offensive line has some injuries to it. Lane Johnson's out for a personal issue. So not sure if he's going to be back. And I mean, the Tampa Bay is so solid against the run. I, I don't think even Jalen Hurts keeping it on the runs. They're going to be able to play feather technique and keep him from pulling the ball and running and getting outside because there's going to be nothing, uh, no movement going on in the middle. Um, I think this is a very easy one. Tampa Bay minus six and a half. Could they could beat them by two touchdowns? Okay, sounds good, Jason. We're going right back to you. Next game on the slate, we have Miami minus three and a half at Jacksonville. Over under is forty seven and a half on DraftKings, forty seven on FanDuel. What do you got here? I got another stink fest here on Sunday morning in London. Last week it was the Jets and the Falcons, which I said I'd rather stub my toe repeatedly than watch and. Being a Dolphins fan, this is the only reason I am going to watch it. Um, Tua's coming back up to IR. I'm really excited about it. I think he's going to get them winning some games again. And Urban Meyer still has yet to get Jacksonville going in the right direction. And I think Miami gets back on the right track here, and I'll take them at minus three and a half. This was actually supposed to be my lock of the week. I was thinking about taking Miami minus three and a half just because um, Tua's back. Jacksonville still has shown me nothing that I would like to even put their points for so i mean i think this is a clear cut for me i think miami three and a half is going to be a great pick again i probably won't wake up for hopefully i'll wake up with some money in my bank 
I agree. This is this. Uh, I think going to be a better game than some people expect. Mostly just because everyone's touched on it. Tua's back. Um, I think I'm going to take Dolphins to cover that three and a half. He's got to, to prove a point and, and get out there and win a game. Right now, I think you could say he is playing for his job. I know there's some rumors around that Dolphins are interested in Deshaun Watson, interested in in the QB market right now. So I think Tua is going to go out there and just kind of shut everybody up for a little. That over-under is right on the line, so I don't really want to touch it. But if I did, I'd probably take the over 47 if I had to take something, but I'm not going to, so don't do that. Dolphins minus three and a half, I'll sprinkle on it. Yeah, I, I considered looking at this game, and it is a toilet bowl matchup for the week. Uh, I, if you ask me, these two teams are you know, playing pretty poorly. And Dolphins coming off that stretch with Brissett and the Urban Meyer shit going on. So I haven't watched either of these teams you know, in depth all year. If you ask me, I think the Dolphins should be 0-5. I think this is a very even matchup. And I, honest to God, think that Jacksonville is going to get a win here. I don't like Tua you know, going across the pond. And I know it's the same for Trevor Lawrence being a rookie and going overseas and playing. You know, but Tua's coming off an injury, and the Dolphins really you know, haven't clicked yet. And they're not scoring that much. I think the Jags have been close. Uh, they've been close to winning a game. And if there's a game they're going to win, it's going to be this one. I won't lay the juice with the Jags. I'll sprinkle a little bit on the money line, but I just want to have some skin in the game because it's kind of a unique setup, 930 game. So you know, I'll take the Jags with the plus money. I think it is important uh, to note um, that Urban Meyer has never been happier for more drama to come out about another head coach than he was with John Gruden saying this shit. He <laughs> he gets a nice break from from the Internet's focal point for a little with this genius Gruden, so you beat me to it. I mean, oh. I was really about to say the same exact thing. <laughs> but, I mean, you beat me to it. You got All it. Right. Well, Nico, you're Hold up anyway that. here next. So we got Green Bay at Chicago. Green Bay's minus four and a half. Over under is forty four and a half on DraftKings, forty five on FanDuel. What do you got here, Nico? I mean, I, I love betting Green Bay. I'm I'm a weekly weekly Green Bay better. I mean, most of you probably hear every single week of me um picking the Packers and their spread. Packers have won nine of the last 10 games against Chicago. Rodgers is 20 and five against Chicago in his career with 107 passing rating. I do not, I do not see Justin Fields coming close to Aaron Rodgers. Green Bay's offense is just way too good. Their defense does look good without their, with, with their secondary being beat up. I'm definitely going to take minus four and a half Green Bay here, especially against facing Matt Nagy and that douche. Nico, you said Matt Nagy and my ears perked up. <laughs> Any chance I get at this guy, I'm going to take it. Listen, I, I, they're playing better. I, 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 the Bears are playing better football, and but it's really just hard for me to get behind a guy, Matt Nagy, especially when Aaron Rodgers is lined up on the other sideline. And it comes down to you know what we say is is the guy better than the other guy? And we talked about is Tom Brady a touchdown better than Hurts and Sirianni? The answer is yes. Is Aaron Rodgers better than Justin Fields and Matt Nagy? More than four points? Absolutely. That's not a question. Uh, Aaron Rodgers has proven he'll go play on the road and beat the shit out of teams. And Devontae Adams, I think, is just getting going. He he had over 200 yards receiving last week. It's hard to stop that, too. Those two guys, uh, when they're clicking, that whole kicking fiasco will figure itself out. 
Crosby's a vet and he'll be able to, you know, work the kinks out. So special teams shouldn't be a problem. I think Green Bay goes into Chicago and kicks the living dog shit out of, out of Justin Fields and those guys. I know Ju- Justin Fields, I, I saw a little report. He's dealing with a little bit of a hip, hip issue. He should be ready to go on Sunday. You know, even with that in question, Green Bay's offense is just too much to handle. Uh, give, give me Green Bay with the points here. I am on Chicago Bears at home. Jason Culp, this one's for you. Bears, four and a half points. I love the Bears at home. That's about the only time I love them. Actually, fuck that. I don't love them at any time. I think the Bears play better at home than they do away. I think they're coming off a high after they just went into Vegas. And although they were Vegas was dealing with some internal issues, they still played well. They kept Vegas to nine points. This may not be a high-scoring game. I'm expecting it to be like uh, Cincinnati Packers last week, but I think the Bears cover here. I might even sprinkle a little money line, Bears at home. Normally, Nico, I love to tail you. I love to tail Aaron Rodgers, but this is just one of those games that I think people are still not trusting the Bears. Obviously, you kind of can't, but in this game, I feel like I can. FanDuel right now, I mean, he's pretty much even money. Get him at four and a half, so I'm going to take that, and I'm probably going to sprinkle a little money line. I think the Packers are able to take a good long look in the mirror this week after a tough game versus Cincinnati. Again, they should have blown them out. I think this is a similar situation against the Bears, you know. The Bears are are not even close to having the same roster that the Packers have. And Justin Fields just simply can't get into a shootout with fucking Aaron Rodgers. The Packers have a great balance on offense. Devontae Adams, they got a true number one receiver. They got a great ground attack. And they're going to get some of their offensive linemen back. And like Jock said, Mason Crosby is going to come back ready to boot some balls. Packers, easy pick. Minus four and a half. Okay. So next game on the slate, we have Cincinnati at Detroit. Bengals are minus three in DraftKings, minus three in FanDuel. Over-under is 47 and a half. This is my game. I think I'm going to take the Bengals minus three here. Worst case scenario is a push. I know Detroit's due for one, but I think after last week's emotional loss, the Bengals are going to come out and just win this game by a touchdown. Um, not much more to say here. Like I said, they're coming off a loss that, frankly, I don't know who the fuck should have won that game. I mean, you have five missed kicks in a row, back to back to back to back to back. So I'm just going to take the Bengals to cover here. Uh, that's about it. I feel so bad for Dink. If you, if any of you guys watched the press conference after that game, I mean, you could just tell someone just loves his team so much and – he had two losses, field goals last second, one being against the Ravens, Justin Tucker breaking the record. And then last week, Minnesota, 35 seconds left, winning on a field goal when they went for two f- to win the game. I'm not going to, I'm not going to even go near this game. I do love Dan Campbell and what he's doing with this team right now. I do think that the Bengals do have an overall better team, but I think Dan Campbell's doing a great job and I could see a push either way. Yeah. So I'm just going to stay away. I think this is one of those games, if you're the Bengals, at the end of the year, you're going to look back and you're either going to say, wow, we really needed that one or we did what we were supposed to do. Because I think they're going to be pushing for a wild card spot. I think the Bengals are playing good football. I think they have the right guys. And Burrow and Chase look like they're still in college again. They still have that connection. But like I said, you need to win the games that you're favored to win. And this is the game you're playing an 0-5 team on the road. You have to go win this game if you're Cincinnati. I know Dan Campbell, uh, you know, 
he's an emotional guy and he wants his guys to win and he he sees the effort that's getting put out there, you know, week in and week out. And I think Dan Campbell's the right guy for the job in Detroit. I really do. But it, it just comes down to talent. And when the other team has too much talent or better talent than your team, sometimes it just doesn't work out. You know, listen, I like Dan Campbell. I like his mentality, but this this Cincinnati team, they need to win this game to when they look back, they need to win this game because it might be the game that keeps them relevant in the wild card game. It, it's a must win right now for, for Cincinnati. They can't afford a cheap loss. I know the money line's 180. It'd probably be a good game to parlay with if you're confident with another one with the money line. I know three and a half is a, a tough number because it might be a snot knocker with Detroit. Uh, I, I'd probably find a partner to you know, parlay this with with the 180. It might come down a little bit more. If you lose the hook on the three and a half, take them three. But I'd look for a parlay partner with Cincinnati. I personally am not touching this fucking game, that's for sure. <laughs> you know, you guys can sit here and say Dan Campbell's a good coach. Probably he's a good motivator. Guess what? Just because you're a good fucking motivator doesn't mean you're a good football coach and you put your guys in the right position. You can want to run through a wall for a guy and he could still fuck it up come game day. There's no reason why the fucking Lions should be losing games at the last seconds two or three times like they have been. They're playing fucking underneath the fenders. Guys are hitting deep digs over the middle. They're running up to the line, spiking it, kicking field goals. That's a reflection of a head coach. Fuck Dan Campbell. He's not doing what he's got to do to help his guys win. He can motivate all he wants. I'm never betting the Lions. I'm not touching this fucking game. No way. Yeah, Jay, I'm with you. In reality, Dan Campbell is an 0-5 coach in the NFL, and, and there really is an excuse to be 0-5. He does have his guys playing hard, but he is an 0-5 coach right now. Okay. Moving on. So next game on the slate here. I wanted to take it. We're going to give it to Nico, mostly because AFC matchup. Texans at Colts. Texans right now plus nine and a half. So Colts minus nine and a half in DraftKings and FanDuel. Over under is 42 and a half. Nico, go ahead. Take it away. I mean, how about, how about Davis Mills last week against the Patriots when Bill Belichick's supposed to kick the shit out of rookie quarterbacks? Davis Mills had yeah. an unbelievable week. I think he went 21 for 27 or something like that of two touchdowns, 250 yards. I mean, that's all he really had to do against that team. Their defense just couldn't get stops at the end of the game. How I see this game is the Colts secondary is very, very, very beat up right now. And their, their heart, it got destroyed last week. They were up 18 in the fourth quarter and they completely blew a lead. A few missed kicks. Clay's Campbell had a hell of a game against the Colts. I think I'm going to take Houston plus nine and a half here. I could see the Colts winning by a touchdown. But, I mean, with Davis most playing that long neck douchebag playing like that last week, I mean, this defense is not very good. This Colts defense is not very good. And I, I'm just going to lay the points on Houston this week. I think it's more of our, what you touched on earlier, our secondary is just fucking beat up. We had, I think it was two out of Two out of four guys on in our like our DBs were, were practice squad guys for that fourth quarter against Lamar. And I mean, yeah, he had a good game, but at the same time, when you're throwing against guys who are on the practice squad, it kind of makes things easier. All Mark Andrews had to do was get one step, and that was it. So I'm actually, if I were to bet this game, I would take Houston to cover. I'm obviously going to have Colts in all my money line parlays. It'd kind of be stupid not to. I'm a fan. I think they're going to win. But at the same time, I don't think they're going to cover. So if I were a listener, I would take Houston. The only reason I'm not is because I don't bet against my team. I think we got to give credit where credit's due to the Indianapolis Colts. The Ravens had that record 
down the line and they came out down the run. And they're going to force David Mills, pencil neck, to drop back and throw the ball repeatedly. And I don't believe that he's going to be able to fucking do that and keep it within a nine and a half points. I'm taking the Colts here. They played well. Carson Wentz showed flashes of his 2017 self. Their run game's humming, and they're still missing guys on the O-line. JT's fucking toe in the rock. Colts by fucking 10, easy. Yeah, and I know we talked about pencil neck last week and him getting his fruit from the top of the trees and everything, but he did play well. He, he played well. Good job, <laughs> Davis Mills. Jason likes to use the phrase, every blind squirrel finds a nut every once in a while. So I don't think we could rely on Davis Mills being consistent. I I don't think he could effectively move the ball two games in a row. Jason sounds confident in the Colts. I personally, I'd like Jason's saying again, I'd rather stub my toe than watch this game. These, both these teams are one and four. If you ask me, these two teams fucking suck, and I don't want to watch them. So let pencil neck and douchebag North Dakota State boy, you know, battle it out in the toilet bowl times too after the Miami game. So yeah, I, I'll guess I'll sprinkle some on Colts minus nine and a half. Other than that, fuck pencil neck. I'm not gonna get personal. I'm just gonna read the next game on the slate before I fucking blow up. We got Rams at Giants. Okay, I'm relaxed. I'm relaxed. Rams at Giants minus ten and a half. For the Rams, over unders forty seven and a half. Jason, this was yours. I will tell people it was your lock of the week on an over under, but it's not. So go ahead, tell us what you're taking. I'm gonna run with the Rams minus ten and a half here. Daniel Jones got whacked real good. He's gonna be knocked out this week Sunday with a concussion. Obviously, we saw Barkley's ankle. He fucking tripped over his own feet and stepped on a guy's foot. Looked like he snapped it in half, but he didn't. Shepard's out, Kenny Galladay's out, and the Rams, they're humming. I mean, they're just due to, you know, beat the shit out of a bad team. Seems like sometimes they're in dogfights with teams they shouldn't be. And this is one where they just come out and stomp the Giants into the ground. I'm going to take your original play here, which was the under, and that's the only thing I'm going to touch. I mean, that's just so many points to lay. I just, uh, it's it's a lot. Ten and a half is a lot of points. I do think they win by more than that, but... Uh, am I going to put money on it? No, because a simple fumble, a simple missed kick could change that. So I'm just going to take the under in this game, and I am going to enjoy watching it because I think the Rams are good. I like watching the Rams play football, and I like watching the Rams win games. So, Corey, uh, my train of thought on the under was pencil neck 2.0. Uh, Mike Lennon could be playing quarterback for the Giants. Huh, I don't expect we have two pencil necks. Points. Yeah, <laughs> double pencil neck this weekend. I don't see the Giants being able to score versus the Rams. The under looks good unless the Rams fucking score 42 and the Giants score seven. I, I think the under looks great. Yeah, but I, feel, I really feel bad for the Giants because they looked like a football team at one point, and then they go out and play another game. And poor Saquon, you finally get him back, and he's running around. He breaks his ankle or whatever the hell he did. Then Daniel Jones gets hit in the head so hard he's doing the stanky leg onto the cart. He can't even walk. <laughs> then – you get Tony in there, who, who's a little fireball rookie, and just decides to punch somebody in the face. I mean, what the is going on here with the Giants? You got guys punching each other. Wide receivers are hurt. Total disaster mode, and it's the worst time to be in disaster mode and looking for guys, especially when you got to look to a pencil neck to take over the realm. 
and, and try to beat the Rams. The Rams should kick the living dog shit out of these guys. Whatever the points are, lay them with the <laughs> lay them with them because it's going to be a blowout. And I thought the Rams did a nice job in, in getting uh, Robert Woods involved too. So I like that part of their offense. Yeah, I'm, I do like the Rams here too. I mean, you hit you hit the hand the hammer. I mean, they have guys punching people, guys snapping their legs in half. Daniel Jones looking like a college school schoolgirl going home from a frat. Like, I mean, this this game for the Giants was a, was a disaster. They 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 might not have enough players to field their team because their defense is very beat up too right now. They have Bradbury and. That I mean, that's really like who people know on their defense, and now their offense. I mean, Leonard if, Leonard Williams, but yeah, I mean, yeah. The, but the I mean, fact of the matter is, Daniel Jones couldn't walk to the goddamn cart, and if you think he's playing exactly. in that game on Sunday, he's their only shot to win that game. You could say Saquon. And he blows. Daniel Jones sucks. Daniel Jones sucks, and he can't even walk in a straight line. He, it, it looked like a DUI checkpoint. Daniel Jones walking to that car. It just, right. it, it's I mean, not going to work. Yeah, the Ram, the Rams are just going to cover here. I mean, there's really nothing else. You guys hit everything that I was going to say. I mean, the Rams are going to kill this team. Murder on a Sunday. Okay, so the next game we have is Arizona at Cleveland. Arizona is plus three. Cleveland minus three. Uh, I know you guys fucking hate when I take the Cardinals. That should tell you all you need to know. They're, they're underdogs. I know they're due for a loss. It's not this week, although the Browns coming off a devastating loss to the Chargers. I have Cardinals winning the game, so I have Cardinals spread. I have Cardinals money line. Over-under is 49.5. Not even going to worry about it. I think there's a lot of value on the Cardinals money line here. I just, I, I don't know. Dude, they're so good. They are playing so good. That's all it is. I, I think the Cardinals are going to win this game. Yeah, Corey, I'm with you here. I th- this, this is probably my value play. Of the week, I mean Cardinals plus three. I'm take I'm gonna take their money line heavy. This is pretty much the, like the Bills pick for me last week. I love this play. the The Browns, I mean they they looked good last week, but Baker is just not that guy. I I I'm gonna keep saying it. I just don't think Baker's that guy. The Browns <laughs> run game is very good, but Baker's not that guy. And I would take Kyle Murray over Baker in this game any day of the week. I said this last week. The Chargers versus Browns. It might come down to one possession. What quarterback do you want, Herbert or Baker? Herbert came up on top. This week is the same feeling for me. Who would you want quarterback last two drives, Kyler or Baker? You're probably going to pick Kyler every single time. I'm taking Kyler's money, Cardinals money line here. I'm going to go out on a limb and say I feel a 2v2 coming just before we get there. I might be wrong, but let's see. Jay, go ahead because I want to see if we got one. You're dead fucking wrong. You know why? I'm not going to be sweating a game here. Cleveland's let me down last week. I know we like to turn around and run fucking 33 Bob and 21 Ted or whatever the fuck you want to call it. <laughs> and the Browns, it's it just, it's not working because Baker Mayfield, he's like Nico said, he's not the guy. He's not going to whip it, it all over it the again. field. Nico said he's, he's, he's not that guy. He's not that guy. He's not that guy. Fuck Kyler Murray. He's, he's like Roadrunner back there. One of these days he's going to get snapped in half. And it might be Sunday. Miles Garrett might land on him and tear his head off. <laughs> so um, just a game I'm going to kick back and enjoy. Corey, I like the value play, but I like teams that are physical up front, and I'm going to be rooting for the Browns. Okay, so I just want to kick in here. You kind of cut out in the beginning there. So when you were saying you were dead wrong, you were saying I was dead wrong? 
Dead wrong on the 2v2. Yep. Yeah, I figured. Yep. Okay. Okay. Jock, go ahead. I think the Browns had their heart ripped out last week. Their offense finally looked like it clicked, and they still didn't win the game. And the Cardinals, on the opposite hand, looked like their offense sputtered a little bit. But they do have talent. They have Kyler, and they have D-Hop. And I like how you guys said Baker's not that guy. But I don't think I don't I don't know here. I don't think Cardinals could stop the run effectively. I don't think they could stop it consistently. Maybe JJ Watt. You probably see JJ Watt playing a little bit of interior D line, yeah, to help stop the run. I'm going with Cardinals. I'll go with the Cardinals. Fuck it. I really don't have a play here, but you guys are all on Cardinals, and I'm trusting you guys. I really think the Browns could take Chandler Jones and JJ Watt's aggressiveness off the ball and shooting gaps and getting upfield and use it against them, kicking them out with guards and shit. I think that type of stuff could end up biting them in the ass, and the Browns could keep this fucking thing really close or ultimately win the game. Yeah, well, they are favored right now, so, I mean, apparently a lot of other people think that they could win this game too. If you have listened to a single episode of this podcast, you know by now I am so high on the Cardinals. I mean, I, I, I love the Cardinals. I think right now, yeah, they're due for a loss, but, until then, until they are stopped, they are unstoppable to me. It's just, I, I love the Cardinals here. It's plus money. How do you not take it? Number one in our power rankings or number two in our power rankings. I mean, I just think that this is, this is, there's money to be made here. And if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. They've made me enough money so far this year. They were my lock of the week twice. I almost made this my lock of the week. Like I almost did the Bills money line last week, but there's another good one coming up. So. That being said, our next game here to talk about, we have Las Vegas at Denver. Denver right now is minus three and a half. It was four and a half this morning when I looked. So there's a lot of movement going on there already. The over-under is 44 in DraftKings and 44 and a half on FanDuel. Jason, this one's yours. Go ahead. Hey, sudden change in Vegas right now. Fucking John Gruden got canned, rightfully so. And uh, I know it's it's tough for the NFL because he's a big uh, public figure for league and shit. His mic'd up moments are outstanding. His better fucking execution is not going to be a patient guy. And guess what? He got executed from his own job because of his actions. And the fucking owner was a real patient guy with him. He's gone. They're going to struggle going all the way to mile high. Broncos are going to beat that ass. New head coach, new fucking a lot of hooting and holler about the Raiders. They're going to get their balls beaten. They're going to need a few weeks to adjust. Actually, um, I have the Raiders here, actually. I think they got the lock. Last week was not the Raiders that everyone thought they were going to see. I think they got the cancer out. I think some of the players just were kind of fed up with John Gruden's actions, which is right, rightfully so. And I think they're. I think the Raiders are going to play a lot better this week. I mean, yeah, a lot of things happening in Vegas right now, but I do, I don't I think this Broncos team is good at all. They beat three bottom tier teams, and they've been showing why they're not one, a top fifteen team right now to me. I have Vegas covering, and I'm probably gonna sprinkle their money line. I like Jay's line. I'm not a real patient guy. We're not posing for football cards here. Gruden's gone, and Vegas is in trouble. I think. I, I like I like Denver. I've said it all year. I like Denver. I like the way I like the way they play. I like Vic Fangio, Nipa boy. I'm with Jay. Denver's gonna kick the living dog shit out of that broken locker room. It, it's shock recovery time, and they're going up to mile high, and they have to play at altitude. Not a very good game to play right now on Vegas' schedule. So, give me give me Denver with the points, it, it, and it might be an ass kicking here. I'm with Jay. 
Okay. Well, I wasn't going to do this, but I feel like this may be our only opportunity for the week. Nico and I kind of gave ourselves a little headway on these two V twos being three and O and all. So you know what? Fuck it. I'm with you, Nico. Let's do Raiders points. So we got our two V two of the week Raiders at Broncos, Jock and Jason on Broncos, Corey, Nico on Raiders. I don't really have much to add to this besides John Gruden's a fucking idiot. That's kind of all I have to say. You know, I, I do like Vic Fangio. We talk about him a lot here from our hometown. I think that had a lot to do with their loss last week with, with that shit with John Gruden. And I could just see the Raiders going out, having just a, a team meeting in the locker room saying, hey, boys, let's fucking set this straight, get back on track. We can't let this fuck up our season. They were playing well up until that Chargers game, and I still think they played decent. I just think the Chargers are that much better than them. Um, so I could see this one. Sure, Raiders winning. I'm going to go with Nico on uh, Raiders plus three and a half. So we got our 2v2. Uh, it could be 4-0. Oh, it could be 3-1. We're going to play with this a little here and see what we could get. Last game before our locks of the week, we're going to give this one to Nico. Buffalo at Tennessee. Buffalo is currently minus 5.5, minus 4.5 in FanDuel. They opened at minus 2.5 and minus 3 yesterday. Over-under is 53.5. Nico, I know you have some good reasons on what you're going to say here, uh, so go ahead and take it away. First and foremost, um, I would like to say that Josh Josh Allen put his nuts in um, Patrick Mahomes' mouth last week. Oh, boy. With that being said, Titans are finally getting to the healthy stage. They had 20, 22 guys on the injury report last week. Bud Dupree was out. Julio Jones was out. A few other people were out, whatever. Um, the Titans actually just signed Avery Williams, who played linebacker for the Titans before. Hopefully that gets gets rid of um, Rashawn Evans, who has been playing horrible recently. But this this Bills team is freaking unbelievable. With that being said, if Julio Jones plays, if AJ Brown plays, if Christian Fulton plays, and if Bud Dupree plays, I could see the Titans maybe covering. I do not really want to tell anyone to take the Titans money line. That will just be for my own sake and my head and review. But I could see the Titans coming out. They always play really well against very good teams. And I feel like they might be prepared. So I'm not going to tell you guys what to pick here. I'm going to pass it down to these three, and they could give their outtake. Nico, you made a great point this morning. Tennessee always plays to their competition, no matter who the fuck they're playing. That being said, I feel like this is one of those games I just want to watch. You know, um, Obviously, I'll do a little same-game parlay with Zach Moss, Anytime, Derrick Henry, anytime. Maybe I'll take Derrick Henry first. You know, just some shit like that. I'll do the Josh Allen over passing yards. Uh, maybe Ryan Tannehill over rushing yards. Something like that, some stuff. So that's where I'm looking now. Maybe just one of those. I don't really feel comfortable taking this spread anyway because Tennessee could play a good game here. I'm pretty sure of that. You know, Bills might be due for one too besides their first game of the season. Actually, fuck that. They're on a roll. <laughs> I don't know what, what I'm going to do just besides that same game parlay. So that's all I'm really looking for here. Buffalo's like a well-oiled machine right now, you know, and it's time that Ryan Tannehill gets grabbed by the back of the neck, bent over, and his ass spanked repeatedly, and he looks like a bottom-tier quarterback again because that's what he is. Buffalo's going to sell out, stop the run, Derrick Henry is going to be non-existent in this one. Josh Allen's going to be shooting fireworks off. Boom, 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 right down the field. Stephon Diggs on the in-cut. Fucking brought up 
the middle, touchdown. Bills by 15 here. And Ryan Tannehill, you suck. Fuck you. Let's lot lot talk about ass spanking going on right now. Listen, I love watching Derrick Henry get the ball and fucking sling people into the second row. It, I don't think there's anything better to watch than watching Derrick Henry grab somebody, a grown-ass man, and throw him on the ground. For that reason, I'm taking the under here. I think they're, the Titans are going to rely on Henry. He's going to chew up the, enough of the clock. They're not going to finish drives, punts, and hopefully the Bills don't score on every drive. I don't think the Titans win here. Bills are playing really good football, but I'm on the under here. I want to see Derrick Henry kick some ass, uh, start throwing people around, and hopefully the fireworks are limited for Buffalo. But Derrick Henry, I want to see his stiff arm to beat some ass. Nice. Okay, so before we get into this next segment, which is obviously our locks of the week, just to reiterate to you guys to follow our twitter page we are 17 7 and 1 with our free picks right now we are hitting these at over a 70 percent rate that's better than any modeler any software any program that you can get right now if we keep at this pace and you don't tail us at some point i'm going to question your sanity there's not much to it so without further ado it is time for our locks of the week So, again, I don't know if you noticed, but Jason is going to have two locks of the week. He's going to try to really right the ship here. You know, he started out 1-0, did two, lost both of them, went to 1-2, and hit his one last week. So he's got two locks of the week this week. Minnesota at Carolina. Minnesota right now is plus 1.5. Carolina is minus 1.5. Over-under is 46, 46.5 on FanDuel. Jay, as I stated earlier, this is your first lock of the week. So why don't you walk us through this one? Sometimes you just got to put an exclamation point on the shit you've been playing, saying all year. Um, I've been saying Carolina is not a good team. And it's time for me to put the Vikings, who it's a pick them, right? I'm going to take the, the Vikings money line here. Uh, it's an easy pick. Sam Darnold threw three interceptions, looked awful. I mean, for Christ's sake, they lost to the Eagles. Dalvin Cook's going to come back. They're going to run the ball well. And they're going to play action their ass with Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen. And it's going to be a beatdown in Carolina again. And it sucks for any Panthers fans out there because it's going right down the drain in front of their eyes. I love this play. We were talking about this one earlier. This is in my money line parlay. I'm, I, I love the Vikings here. I know Carolina's at home coming off of two bad losses, but I think they're going to get desperate and start making some shitty plays. Darnold's due for another turnover in the fucking red zone again. Or driving out of his 10. So I love the Vikings here. I think they had a head scratcher with Detroit. They're going to look to get back on track. Vikings money line. It's plus money right now. I'm on it. Value. Yeah. Um, one thing I have to say is this Panthers GM is not, he's not going to wait for Sam Darnold. He's not going to wait on him. And I don't think Sam Darnold might, I don't think he has a lot of time left here to be honest with you. He, he, these last few weeks have just proven the old Jets, Sam Darnold. And I just, the Vikings have been playing decent football. I know they won emotional win against the Lions, game-winning field goal. And I think that Vikings have a little momentum right now. 
So I'm just going to, I mean, plus odds, you really can't beat the value right now. So I'm going to take the Vikings money line as well. I knew those fucking Panthers. They suck. You called it. I was wrong. You you, you called it. I was wrong. You're right. Philly won. I was wrong. People need to stop valuing this team so much because they're not a good football team. They can make (laughs) as many moves as they want. They're just not, they're not there. The, the, The roster they have isn't there to win big games. And this is a close game. You know, they think they could win, and they're not going to win. Because Vikings have been there, done that. Vikings have played in the big games. This is a, a Vikings roster that expects to play in the playoffs. And Sam Donald is a career loser. Let's be honest. He's a, he's a loser quarterback in the NFL. Not saying Kirk Cousins is, is a, some glorified winner, but he's played in bigger games. And he's going he's gonna to rise to the occasion here. It is a pick em, and it's a game that the Vikings need to win, and they're going to win it. Uh, I think the Panthers should, you know, this should be the game to take a step back on the Panthers. I called it yesterday, last week. The Eagles were going to beat them. They beat them. The Vikings are going to beat them again. And the Panthers, you're going to see them fall to the basement in the NFC South. So I'm on the Vikings as well. Good pick, Jay. Nice. Well, kiss of death. You know what that means? I think our last kiss of death actually won. It was, weren't we? We were all on the Falcons. So our last kiss of death won. Mm-hmm. So... We're kind of flip-flopping with these. I don't know if that means you guys want to tail it, but you know it's something when we're, we are all on a money log on, or wow, a money line underdog. So keep that in mind as well when you're looking at the slate this week. Our next game, we have Chargers at Baltimore. I am looking forward to this game just to watch it. I think it's going to be great. Nico, this is your lock. Right now, Baltimore is minus three. Over under is 52, 51 and a half on FanDuel. I'm excited to hear what you have to say. I think the Ravens are a fraudulent football team right now. They have faced the worst secondaries in the league. They have faced the Chiefs. They have faced the Lions. They have faced the Colts. And they have faced the Raiders. They have faced really, really poor defenses. The Chargers have one of the best offenses in the league. I am one of the biggest Justin Herbert fans this year. They play The Ravens play heavy man. And I do not, and I mean, again, Marcus Peters is out. He's been out. He's been out for the year. I do not, I mean, Michael Pittman had over a hundred some yards against this team. Carson Wentz threw for what, 350, 400 yards last four, week? Over four, it was like over 420. He, he threw over 420 against this team. Justin Herbert has Mike Williams, Darius Guyton, Keenan Allen, Jared Cook. This Ravens defense is all blood mouth, man to man. And, I cannot believe that Vegas has the Chargers underdog as, underdogs in a situation. This, I mean, I'm going to do plus three just for the picks just so I could feel conf- feel more confident. But, I mean, this value play is disgusting for Vegas. And if you guys do not take Chargers plus three and their money line, you, you guys need help. Seriously, you guys seriously need help. This is the easiest play of the last five of the whole NFL season so far. Wow. I'm I'm going to tell you just because I think the Chargers are playing great football. I think if the Chargers can go out and play semi good defense, they're going to win this game. I think the Colts should have won that game. Uh, obviously secondary just hit the bet at the end. I think Chargers won't do that. Even though it is at M&T stadium in Baltimore Chargers all the way, Nico, I'm with you. I'm going to take Chargers plus three. I'm going to sprinkle Chargers money line. A lot of value to be had here, so I'm going to get after it in this game for sure. Not so fast, you two. This is a fairly easy one for me. I'll take the Ravens minus three because, you know what, fuck Justin Herbert. 
He's overrated bastard. Um, he's still young. He's still developing. You're not changing my mind on this one. <laughs> Miami made the right decision taking Tua. I'll die on the hill on it. And you know what? Lamar Jackson's playing like the MVP now. 400 yards, running all over the place. He's better than Justin Herbert. I'm rolling with the better quarterback. Dual threat. Go Ravens. Fuck you, Herbert. Fuck you. You just hate Herbert because he was drafted in the same fucking class as Tua. This is, this is, this is ridiculous. That's all I, don't know you can, I don't know Everyone, how you can hate this man. Everyone should unload on the Bengals for taking Joe Burrow instead of Herbert. Let's not fuck with yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no, no shit, dude. I mean, everyone. I don't hear that. Justin Herbert, I don't hear that. Justin Herbert's by Justin Herbert's by far the best quarterback in that class. It's actually not even close. Oh, it's not even close. He's gonna get taken down the shed by Action Jackson. Big trust. People said blackout. People said that Baltimore. last week. People said Big that trust. last week how Miles Garrett was there gonna put comes. him behind the shed and bend him over, dude. There's, there's no, there's there no, nothing around it. Guess what? He could stand back there with his big rocket arm. I don't give a shit. Baltimore is going to get in his face. It's over. Nice little run, Herbie. Nico, is this your lock of the week? Yeah, by a long shot. We got a lock of the week, 2v2 coming up right here because it's coming no Vaseline. Big trust is coming, and it's going to (laughs) hurt. This one's coming, no warning, no Vaseline, and it's going to hurt. He's going to do anything he wants to them. It's going to look like something in a back alley. He's going to run the ball. He's going to throw the ball. And he's going to kick the living dog shit out of the Chargers in Baltimore for everybody to see that Herbert isn't some big-time quarterback yet. Lamar is playing like an MVP. He put his name back in that MVP column. And he has every right to have this respect because he has the Ravens at 4-1 and one at home against a quality opponent, and they're going to be 5-1 and one after next week. I love the Ravens here, minus three. I think they're going to kick the living dog shit out of them. Not to, not to piss on your parade, Nico. I know you love Justin Herbert. I can see your facial expressions on the fucking camera. Guess what? The Chargers are coming all the way from over here, and they're flying all the way over here. You can't travel West Coast, East Coast, and play your best shit all the time. This is a trap game. You're trapped. Let's go, Ravens. You're getting your yeah. first lock of the week, L. Yo, viewers, just um, just look at the three and O, and then you guys could page base your opinion on that. Just just make sure you guys listen to that. <laughs> if you want to listen to our past podcast, you can listen to how horribly wrong they always always are in the two v twos. Just just base your opinion off that. And I mean, if you, if you need to text me sometime, I mean, go ahead. But I mean, this is an easy easy pick. We go ahead, Jock. I mean, you're pointing at me, dude. Go ahead. We said it. You guys asked if we were going to lay down and die and take this ass beating with these 2v2s. We're going to get two in one week. Oh, and then at the, end, at the end of next week, at the end of next week, guess what? Who's Guess who's going to be winning? This side of the fucking camera. Because the, the Ravens are going to take fucking Herbert and all of his little douchebag buddies and throw them right the fuck where they belong. And then the Chiefs are going to win yeah. that fucking... The Chiefs are going to win that fucking division. Okay. <laughs> just, next, next game. Just, next game. Just, just next to game. reiterate. Hold on. Hold on. Just to reiterate, we have our second 2v2. We're going to have Jason and Jock, uh, Ravens minus three, Nico and Corey, Chargers plus three. Okay. okay. Got to collect myself. Next game, we have Jock's lock of the week. I love this play, too. And you know I'm a big statistic guy. I'm sure you're going to touch on it. We have Cowboys at New England. 
Right now, Cowboys are minus four and a half, minus four, over-unders 50 and a half. Stagnant across the board. Jock, go ahead. I had to find myself. I had to take a long look in the mirror, turn on some nice Zen music, try to find myself. I'm 0-3 in my locks. I went through every game on the slate. Usually I like betting against the trend. I found it, and I need to switch. I'm going to bet with the trend this week. The Cowboys are 5-0 and against the spread. Why aren't they going to go 6-0? and Somebody tell me why. They're playing the Patriots, Mac Jones. Dak Prescott looks like an MVP candidate. And Mac Jones looks like he can't throw the ball more than 20 yards down the field effectively. It, the spread's four? Come on. you got to be kidding me. This offense in Dallas is high-flying. Patriots aren't going to be able to match the intensity of the Dallas offense and put up an, as many points as them to even keep this within one score. 5-0 and against the spread. 5-0 and against the number. They're going to be 6-0 and against the number. And it's not even going to be close. I take the Cowboys. I think this spread should be at 10 and a half. 10 and a half is the right spread. It's at four. Hammer the Cowboys here. The Cowboys stay hot. The Cowboys offense is going to be high flyer. Game management shit with Belichick gone. That narrative is gone. Dallas is going to kick the shit out of the Patriots this week. No problem. I'm with you here. Um, Everybody knows I love these types of trends. Until... Dallas proves that they won't cover the spread. I'm going to bet them to cover the fucking spread. It's that simple. I feel like, obviously, so far, without a doubt, the Cowboys have been the most profitable team against the spread. It's just that simple. And I don't think that trend's going to stop here. Not much more to say. Jock, you did a great breakdown there. I'm with you. I, I agree. I mean, you guys you guys probably know, too. I'm huge on the Cowboys every single week. I want to be huge again. Isn't New England down Damian Harris? I know they had four offensive linemen, but out last week was because of COVID. They might be back this week, but this Cowboys defense, Trayvon Diggs is a freaking stud. Micah Parsons is playing really well. Van Der Esch is somehow showing up randomly. He's playing really well. Tony Pollard and Zeke, one-two punch. And like I said last week, Dak and Dak is loving his tight ends right now. Schultz and they have Amari Cooper and CeeDee Lamb on the edge. I mean, this is an easy one for me too. I'm on the other side of the table here. I'm on New England plus four. Um, I have a feeling Jock's going to have some bad luck. You know, he bets Dallas because fuck it. He needs a win, and it's going to come back and kick him square in the nuts. Um, I think Mac Jones and the Patriots are going to come out, run the ball. Their offensive line is going to get healthy, and they're going to grab it and stuff it down their fucking throat for four quarters and find a way to win this game. I'm taking the Patriots' money line. The Cowboys are forever going to be the Cowboys. They're not a top dog. They always find a way to piss their pants somewhere along the way, and this is going to be the game. I'm on New England money line. Jock, any rebuttals? Kids, kids, don't do meth. Kids, don't do meth. (laughs) Like I said, I sat in front of the mirror doing my hum, my zen. I was doing my zen to try to find a lock. Listen, this one goes to a spiritual power. This isn't my pick. Somebody told me from a higher power, this is my lock. Anybody could say anything, Dallas minus four. Here's my rebuttal to that. Dallas, <laughs> they play in a dome. They play in a dome, nice, sexy stadium, whatever. Guess what? The wind's going to be whipping. It's going to be cold. It could be raining. And that's just what Bill Belichick wants because guess what? He's in the kitchen cooking shit up to it to slow down that offense. And he's the perfect guy to do it. Don't fucking start counting your money yet, boys. All right. So my lock of the week is next. I think I might surprise some people here. I have Kansas City Chiefs 
at Washington, Chiefs minus seven in DraftKings, minus six and a half in FanDuel. Everybody knows that I don't like the Chiefs because they do not cover the spread. They don't. I think they will this game. I think how we saw them play a similar spread like this against the Eagles. I can see the Chiefs just exposing the secondary in Washington. Their defense is not playing that well right now. So I'm going to be on Chiefs minus six and a half all day here for my lock. I'm really trying to keep that perfect record. This one maybe my chalkiest player yet because it's a big spread and it's a team who does not cover the spread. But I'm confident that this is going to hit. Well, Corey, I'm actually going to agree with you here. Past three games, Washington's secondary. Josh Allen, 350 yards. Next game, Matt Ryan, 283 yards, four touchdowns. Next game, Jameis Winston, 279, four touchdowns. This Washington secondary is, I think, by far the worst in the league right now. And I think the Chiefs do get back on track here. Like I said before, Corey, me and him both do not like betting the Chiefs. But I think they're kind of undervalued in this game. And Patrick Mahomes, I think, is going to get back on track against this defense. And I think they're going to win big here. I think Patrick Mahomes rips out the old shotgun and starts kicking ass, starts throwing people out of the club. He's going to come back. I mean, he's been he's been shaky the past couple weeks, let's be honest. Washington, they stink. Patrick Mahomes, he's going to be whipping it all over the place. Terry Kill, going to catch some fucking bombs. Kelsey over the middle. And you know what? That Redskins, uh, I mean, foreskin defensive line, they're a fantastic group. But they're going to have a tough time getting them a homes because they're going to have them hitting three-step all game. I like your guys' pick. Six and a half is a great number. I'm going to revert back to that Bengals game that I said I'm trying to find something to parlay with. I'm going to st- I'm going to stick with the the six and a half with the Chiefs, and I'm going to parlay it with that that Bengals money line. I think these two are very good picks. I think this is a solid lock of the week. I see this being a high flyer game. I don't think the Chiefs defense is anything to brag about. So I do see points scored in this game, uh, but I do think the Chiefs are a touchdown better. Uh, I think there's a potential tease there too if you want to take the Bengals and tease them if you're more comfortable with the tease option uh, with the Bengals and the Chiefs. But I do think this is going to be my partner in that parlay, but I do like to pick with the Chiefs. That kind of scares me as my lock of the week. Everyone knows I'm very superstitious. I hate that kiss of death there that we all just took. I don't know if you guys are just doing this to jinx me and make me this lose. This is 100% on purpose. 100% on purpose because I, I know how you are. I figured, dude. I know. You texted me at 22-3 in the Colts game, and you said this game is over, and I fucking begged you to stop. I begged you to stop. I left the group chat everything, and look what the fuck happened. That was your fault. You did that, and I'm, I'm going to hold a grudge against you. If this hits, I'll settle it. But if not, we're fine. I did apologize fairly quickly. I know you did. You texted me. You go, dude, I'm so sorry. (laughs) Okay. So our last game for the week, Jason's second lock here. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I think this is going to be one of those games that fuck it, Jay. I'm going to let you talk about it. We got Seattle at Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh minus five, minus four and a half over unders 42 and a half. Go ahead. No, Corey sent a picture of the lock of the week records and shit. I'm looking at it. I realize I'm not in first place. I kind of took that personal. So I came out with two plays this week. I love Minnesota, and now I love the Pittsburgh Squealers, minus four and a half versus a backup quarterback. Russell Wilson is the heart and soul of that team. He's the reason why they're even relevant, why they get primetime games, why they win games to begin with. Geno Smith, 
He's fucking terrible for a reason. He was a top 10 pick. He's been riding pine. He's got splinters in his ass for the past seven years for a reason. <laughs> He's bad. Steelers defense going to chew him up. This is obviously the second time in two weeks I'm on the Steelers. Um, everyone should be riding on me with this one. The Steelers at home, primetime football. They let them down at home a few times. And guess what? It's not happening again. Not so fast, Jason. <laughs> Geno Smith is a better quarterback than Big Ben. And it's not yes! even for debate. Dude, Nico, go thank ahead, you. Go, go, you go, take this way. Take this way. Enough. Geno Smith's the better quarterback in this game. I was waiting for somebody to say it because, listen, I'm not saying the Steelers, I'm not ragging on the Steelers just yet. Steelers are probably going to win this game. Who's the better quarterback? Geno Smith. Right now, Geno Smith's the better quarterback. Big Ben, I told, I said it before, I'm saying it again, should pack his shit up, get in his car, go to the bar, watch porn, whatever he likes to do, and get the hell away from the Steelers organization. He's ruining that franchise. Geno Smith. Wait, 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 wait. I'm rolling with the two-time Super Bowl champ, top five oh, my passing God. yards. <laughs> Guess what? Geno Smith has splinters in his ass for a reason. Two-time Super Bowl champion. You know, I could I could have won a Super Bowl with those defenses. I could have blindfolded and threw it left-handed. I would have won a fucking Super Bowl. And they got a great defense again. I'm not saying they're winning the fucking Super Bowl. I'm saying they're going to beat Seattle's ass by more than four and a half points Sunday night football. I'm with you, Jay. I told no, I'm not betting last the spread. Week, dead wrong on the Steelers when he was saying they're going to fucking lose. It's going to happen again. Jock, you're dead wrong again. Listen, I, I think the Steelers do win this game, but Geno Smith is the better quarterback. Geno Smith's wow. better than Big Ben. I would like to also say one more thing. Corvette Corvette is out. He's out for the year. So no Corvette Corvette. Just letting you guys know. Nico's drinking something in that fucking water bottle he's got there. Yeah, thank you for that very genius statement you just made. Uh, we really appreciate it. That little All penny right. smoking. He's got something in there. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, guys. That's <laughs> it for this week. We got all the games covered. We had a little bit of drama, a little bit of fighting all over the place. Don't forget, I'm going to reiterate, at clutch underscore picks one. Same thing as our Instagram. Follow our Instagram. Follow our Twitter. We're giving out free picks. We're 17, 7, and 1. Not much more I can say, you know. Again, thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in. We really appreciate it, and we'll talk to you next week.